Hey, wellness and Wahala Warriors. It's your girl, Dr. Tommy, better known as Ama Aba. So, welcome to the Wellness and Wahala podcast. A wellness Wahala warrior is a winner, is a world changer, is wise and winsome. They are dedicated to tackling Wahala, which means issues, problems, and Nigerian pigeon for the good of humanity. Our tribe of subject matter experts in our village are a voice to the voiceless. Oh, yeah. Join me, the former diplomat and public health advisor, Dr. Tomia Demoku, better known as Oma Aba, as I give you the best public health and wellness of Wahala just with wonderful people, subject matter experts using their compassion to take action to put us on the pathway of a Wahala free life. All views and statements are represented are my own and my guests. Love you and bless up. Hi, how are you? Hello, Dr. Tommy. How are you doing today? I do. I'm good. So thank you for joining the Wellness and Wahala podcast. So how are you? Well, I'm doing just great. And thanks for inviting me. I'm very happy to be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So those of you joining for the first time, uh, my name is Dr. Tommy, better known as Ama Aba. And we give you great public health, wellness, Wahala Jis, and Wahala Nigerian Pigeon English is issues and problems. So we go give you gist on how to overcome a lot of Wahala. So our topic today is igniting peace in the midst of this pandemic Wahala. And my special guest is engineer Ade Balogun in the house. How are you? Yeah, I'm pleased to be here. I'm excited, actually, joining your podcast. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am very excited um, for having you. And for those of you that don't know who Engineer Adebalogon is, he's an engineer, former expat. He's a podcaster. He's a community leader. And the name of his podcast is Host of Atlanta Discuss Podcast. So he is a great subject matter expert on igniting peace in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. But over to you to, you know, to tell us a little bit more about your background too. Yeah, well, uh, as you know, uh, uh, I'm an engineer, I'm a project manager. I'm also an entrepreneur. I have investment here and there in Africa and in America. So I'm more into marine, engineering. I do a lot of crewing. We all uh, two vessels actually. So, uh, yeah, but I also do a lot of mentoring. I teach kids in my church. I'm in charge of sport. I I do a lot of refereeing and coaching. I love soccer, you know, so. Okay, okay, who's your football team? Me, I'm a, uh, for, if it's national team, I job football team, but then I'm a Chelsea, a blue, so so who you be repping for? Manchester United. Manchester United. Hey, man, you. I like man, you. You yes. know when Chelsea when Chelsea mess up, like Man U is like my second team. So I okay. like <laughs> But I don't think Chelsea has a better team this uh I mean better coach this year, which will it will take them far, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You guys should feel good. We feel good too, but technically you guys are you have a, a lot of advantage. Yeah, but I love Chelsea years ago when they were first the underdogs. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Manchester United, Arsenal, the Gunners. I mean, you guys have been big boys for a long time. So Chelsea, 
were little brothers that just came up, you know, in less than a decade. So okay. I've been following them for years. So, I've, been, yeah. I've been a United fan for for at least uh, maybe 20, 22 years now. Okay, okay, okay. So you loyal. I'm loyal, yeah. <laughs> That's my word. I like loyal. Loyalty is key, yeah. Loyalty is right or die, you know? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, in that, um, let me get to my next question to you, which is, can you tell us about your engineer, like, expat journey and how, you know, that puts you on the pathway to igniting peace? You've worked in various countries across Africa and then now here in the American region. So can we um, hear a little bit about your journey, your professional journey, how you started? Well, I uh, started in Nigeria. Uh, I mean, I was given the option of medicine or engineering. So I picked engineering because I felt I'll probably spend less time in school. If I had to decide, I probably would have picked law, but I had to satisfy my parents. So, um, <laughs> Typical yeah, Nigerian so, parents say, well, Nigerian say parents. doctor or engineer? I'm uh, <laughs> can't do the thing. So anyway, so I mean, my dad got me my first job and I mean, it was in a marine company, it's called GAC. I think that the third biggest shipping agency company in the world is a Swedish firm actually, headquarters oh, in, nice. in the United Arab Emirates. So, so it was a good start for me. I was able to see almost all the states because we had a lot of tugboats then. I was able to see a lot of South South from Escravos, Bonnie, Ket and all that. So it was hey. really fun. So I was Niger able Delta. To- Niger Delta, yeah, almost got kidnapped once, but you know, hey. Oluwa helped me, you know. Oluwa is involved, though. Oluwa is involved, yeah, street wisdom. Yeah. yeah, then, I mean, I was able to go to Tema to walk. I walked in uh, uh, Cotonou, I walked in uh, Togo, I was in Pontenois, Port Gentil. Hey, so you, you know? speak small French, Abby? Yeah, like uh, small, 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 small. You can't sell me. It's not as if I speak it, but if, if I hear, I can interpret. You know, so yeah, I can. Like, I I don't get lost to per se. You know, okay. so but I've been able to see a lot of West Africa. I do a lot of traveling on my own also. So it's not alone that I've been to all those. Uh, I've seen a lot of inland Africa. So I have a lot of friends. In the 17 countries in West Africa, I'm sure I've seen at least 10 or 12. I've been to 10 or 12. So I have friends nice. there. And yeah, I'm a bridge you know, builder. The whole ECOWAS countries, you don't, you don't been there mostly. Yeah, yeah. Some because of business work, some out of curiosity, you know. Mm-hmm. So when they say there's danger somewhere, me, I don't get scared. If you <laughs> tell me there's money in Afghanistan now, I'll go. You they go. Mm-hmm. I, will, I'm ready, I I'm like ready. that because the earth is the Lord and the phone is thereof, and it's God that's going to protect you. You can be here I'm in, telling in you. America and you can get popped up. So yeah, tell you that there's, I mean, the safest country in the world. People die anyway. So right. yeah. So but the, the, so back to your question. I mean, everywhere I go, I try and make peace. Every African country have their own problem. In uh, in Togo, you know, the people in the north, Wanda Yadema from Kara, they dominated a while. So everywhere you meet people, they have tribal problems. So we always try and bring them together. Look, forget all these things. These colonialists, voila. Colonialists are making more money in your country than you. Mm-hmm. So you're not fighting yourself. Let's decide and do something productive. And I've been able to 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 make a lot of friends and make people realize that you don't need to fight. You understand that. That's why I like Kagame a lot. I love Paul Kagame of uh, Rwanda. I love him so much. He's my favorite African leader. 
yeah, he's a really good um, African leader. And I hope, you know, other nations and African nations can emulate, you know, what he's doing in Rwanda. So big ups to um, Kigali, President Kigali in Rwanda doing great things. And Rwanda has been through a lot, you know, of stability and everything. But, you know, when you get a leader that has vision um, and, and then, you know, unites the people, that brings a lot of peace. So that gets me to my next question to you is how can we begin our journeys of igniting peace, especially during this Wahala pandemic? As you know, um, the International Day of Peace is celebrated. It's coming up every year. It's celebrated on September 21st. And the theme this year is Recovering Better for an Equitable and Sustainable World, which highlights the importance of healing from this Wahala pandemic and also to think creatively and collectively on how people can recover because a lot of people have lost jobs? How can they build resilience? How can they transform their world, their nation? There's different insecurities happening, happening, you know, all over the place. The media covers the big one, but there's a lot of insecurity, even in Nigeria, the Boko Haram terrorists. I mean, it's still happening. There's a lot of kidnappings, as you said, in the Niger Delta when you almost escaped. So how can we um, be more peaceful, equal, and just and inclusive and, a, and build a healthier and peaceful ex- society. So what what specific strategies and steps and tools do you think that we need at the family level, you know, individual, community level, and nationwide? Over to you, Sa. Okay, so I'll start from, I'll start from the world at large, okay? Yeah, from the United Nations perspective. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing the world has to do is stop ignoring Africa, you know? Mm-hmm. They just, yeah. The world should stop ignoring Africa. The average age of uh, of Africa now is 18 years old. Africa is the future. Yes, there's a lot of maladministration, yes, bad governance, but every tool you need, mineral resources-wise, is in Africa. So the world mm-hmm. should stop ignoring Africa. Also, there's something I read some time back. I, 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 let me just paraphrase it. I think it was the UN Secretary General. He said, uh, the trust in public institution is eroding in places where people perceive the authorities have not addressed COVID-19 effectively. Mm. Yeah. Or being transparent about its impact. As existing grievances and vulnerabilities become entrenched, the potential for violence only grows. Okay. Yeah, that's from the U.S. sector. So that clearly says a lot, you know. So now, back to countries like America. Yeah, America, yes, they're trying to share vaccine, but... The world should give Africa and a lot of countries in Asia free vaccination. I understand in America, a lot of people don't want to take it. But a lot of European countries, is not mandatory, you know. So now, but- let me interject on that because, you know, even in Senegal, even at the beginning of the pandemic last year, um, well, it's actually in 2019, this pandemic started, but the shutdown last year in 2020, um, test kits was shortage. Um, in Senegal, they created their own local test kits. Look, we have a lot of medical lab technologists, African public health specialists, epidemiologists. We can actually create, you know, test and study and make sure we come up with our own safe medicines. And a lot of our natural foods that we eat, do you understand? At fall, at goosey, they have natural antibiotics. You know what I'm saying? That helps us fight against viruses. Coronaviruses are not new. This is just a new strand, but there's other ways to build your immune system to fight because God has made your anatomy and physiology. So I don't think that me personally, we need to rely on the Western world, you know what I'm saying, to bring because we have... Yeah, I agree agree with you, but the the point really is that 
what COVID has disrupted is a lot. It's not just health related mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Billion are out of school. Things are just. It's only in America and the developed world things are picking up. There are a lot of imbalance all over the world. Yes. Things are really, really bad. I mean, for a world that had things so bad already, you know. I right. mean, routine immunization and hospitalization have been disrupted already because of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. even in United States, you know, people that just want routine immunization, so immunizations that, that don't really mean much, they don't have time for them because yes. so, yeah, the emergency room everywhere is congested already. So, but what is the way forward? Yeah, it's very simple. We know what the problem is because everybody right now is shouting Delta. Now there's a Lambda barrier. <laughs> but the, the, yeah, I, I know you don't agree with some of these things, but the, the truth, the truth really is that yes, sir. We have call it what it is yeah. right now in america we where we both are right now it is a pandemic of the unvaccinated whether we like it or not the facts support that that's one number two 27 percent of all covid 19 cases as of today are kids less than the age of 12. now i read that in was it san francisco that mandated that all children all kids returning back to school uh, for a specific age range, that's the 12 and above, get vaccinated and they made mask, wearing masks compulsory. As I speak to you, as of when I was reading it this morning, nobody in that county or state, or I can't remember whether it's a city, yeah, it's San Francisco, but I'm, I'm sure maybe it's a county or a state. No child has been reported to have COVID 19, unlike in Georgia or like in Louisiana. So, whether people believe in it or not, I mean, even without taking the vaccination, taking the precautions alone, you know, six feet, the mask up and all that helps the situation. Now, how do you tackle that worldwide? How do we return back to normal? I don't mm-hmm. think we'll ever return back to normal, normal. Because, for example, if you look at universities all over the world, everybody's online now. There's nothing right. that's online again. Right. You know, remember in Nigeria then, you know, when you want to make money from company, you tell them you want to go to Patakot, you want to go to Kalapata. It's a new agenda. Yeah, and yeah but right now, nobody right. can travel. You do Zoom meeting, you know? So right. it, that has really changed. And so for businessmen like us, you know, we just have to rise up to the occasion and, I mean, meet the new challenges. Things have really changed. A lot of things will not go back to normal, to what it is, you know? It, that, that, that's a given. Things will not be normal, normal again but we need to exploit the ones that we have on ground you know so that's where i say for example i always go back to the african scenario the world need to embrace africa you know i mean mm-hmm. 135 million people are facing starvation it's not like they say in pigeon it's not yam it's not beans but that's a lot that's a lot of people you know so these are people that they will not what's their business with covid the people are hungry are telling them covid they will die anyway so you know that kind of thing so the world should should, should look more at impoverished asia impoverished africa there's a lot of poverty in america too i've been to places in chicago mm-hmm. in new york that man they are worse than the most discrepant place in uh, malawi or somalia so these things are there there yeah. should be new balance and you know that should do there should be equity there should be justice there should be fair play you know we should play less of the racism card i mean i mean the most developed country where we are right now is already 
badly divided, you know, across mm-hmm. and racial lines. Now, I understand why a lot of the white folks think the way they think because of the demographic change, you know. They they know that power is changing hands. The more the Hispanics are the new power block. There's a very rising power block. Nigerians, as you know, uh, I mean, the, the, the largest concentration of black people anywhere in the world are Nigerians. Yes. And the most educated, too. Yep. There's, there's no doubt about that. The yes, most educated. Sir. Yeah. This, I'm happy you 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 mentioned that. The IRS most, actually highlighted that statistics. Um, yes. We're actually the most educated migrating block even into the United States. So. That census. Yeah. So, but Nigeria as a country has to get its acts together also, you know, because nobody's going to, if the largest constitution, the country that has the largest concentration of black people in the world, if we don't get our acts together, then it's a problem for the black race. One out of every six black people in the whole world is a Nigerian. So no matter how educated we are, we need to get our acts together. It does not look like we are doing that right now. And that, I think, is also af- affecting the African nation. But I haven't said that we have the manpower, we have the the resources, the personnel to to change it at the twinkle of an eye right. with the right leadership. And uh, but you know, these cultural defects are there: social, cultural, tribalism, ethnic ethnic combos, and all that. So, but well, I think sooner or later. But the world has to embrace Africa. There has to be equity, justice. Mm-hmm. You cannot have. United Nations Security Council permanent members without Nigeria. You right. understand? At the, yeah. I'm not saying it because of our um, Nigerian heritage, but the, that's the largest concentration of black people. There are countries in that Security Council that got those positions because by virtue of their population, you know, people got it by virtue of maybe Second World War, this or that. Right, but, right. Yeah, so you have to bring in Africa. That's, that's, that's just the truth. So, so we need to have a seat at the table and demand that. I think I agree with you, even for like the G8 meetings, the G20, when you have Nigeria, that is the most populated country in Africa, even just if we just take West Africa, so many other smaller West African countries and African nations depend on Nigeria. Um, we are extremely vital in this society. And I just wanted to rewind back to... <laughs> the vaccinated cases even though yes you know they are pushing this vaccination but there are a lot of breakthrough cases of a lot of people that are fully vaccinated and are still having mortalities deaths and 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 hospitalization so i i tell you that because you know once again this vaccine is new and as of september 7th they say yes we have 176 million people in the united states fully vaccinated but in the cdc report they have already um, reported 14,115 patients that had COVID and vaccine, and they call it breakthroughs or infections, but were still hospitalized um, and died. So at the end of the day, you know, I tell people, you know, there's a lot of stigma and discrimination on people. Oh, are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? Do you, are you COVID? Do you have COVID? Do you not? You know, we shouldn't put stigma and discrimination because it, it really messes up. I've, I've dealt with a lot of epidemics, just talking from a public health standpoint and just globally as a former diplomat, you know, working on HIV, TB, you know, polio. There's a lot of stigma and discrimination because a lot of people's ignorance. I tell people, if you're not a public health specialist, you're not a scientist, don't put yourself in the foot of a scientist. You know what I'm saying? Like you're an engineer. So when we're talking about those issues of engineering, we bring subject matter experts like you. We're talking about peace 
and I think peace looks different in different nations. So that's one of the reasons why I think you're a great subject matter expert because you have traveled all over the world, not just, you know, Africa and Europe and London, you know, in America. And I, and I just think that, you know, especially with social media, a lot of people, they put their mouth, you know, to just about things that they don't know what's they have. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot I of hidden like- stuff and statistics. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the truth is that the truth is that uh, that there are a lot of contradictions. I'm not going yeah. to. I mean, you're an expert in that area, but I'm I'm just going to tell you, clear cut. I've been vaccinated. I took the Pfizer vaccine, and right now, right now, if I have to get a booster, I'll get a booster. What what I do tell people, there's no reason for anybody not to be vaccinated. Um, I mean, it. They, I've been told. I've read that it's not a permanent cure. That, but it, it it helps you, you know, get out of it. You navigate it better being... Uh, well, I think that's okay, and it's, but it's somebody's personal choice. You know what I'm saying? So we get other vaccinations, polio, measles, mumps, rubella. Nobody's asking for my vaccination card for those ones, which are actually <laughs> more serious yeah. viruses. So I tell people, I said, your personal vaccination status or your medical... I mean, there's HIPAA laws. There's health, you know, ethical and privacy laws. Like, you, that should be somebody's privacy. You yeah, know Dr. Tobin, like, let me tell you something. <laughs> if the powers that be, and I'm talking political power now, if they yes, do sir. feel that in the interest of the well-being of the populace, the country and the world, this has to be done. To the best of my knowledge, I'll tell you what I've read now. I'm not, I know you, you are, you're more of an authority <laughs> on this than me, but what I have read, written by uh professionals also in that field epidemiologists uh, virologists dr fauci etc what i've been told and what i've read i've spoken to a lot of them personally it's that this current delta variant lambda variant and current epidemic that as we have in the united states is the vac is the epidemic of the unvaccinated and the facts prove it you understand <laughs> it, it shows that That's not we cannot what- yeah. I'm telling you that it, it's not because we have breakthrough cases, so they cannot say that is the unvaccinated that is exposing the vaccine. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> let's I, leave I, that. I, let's leave that just. Let's leave that just for another day. That's that's more. I will take my booster any day. That's more uh, on vaccine-related, you know, stuff and hesitancy. But I will say, you know, why a lot of people. I mean, we we just have to keep it real. Let's just go. Been a lot of unethical things that the government has done. The well-known one is a Tuskegee study. For 40 years, they were injecting Tuskegee Airmen with syphilis. Like, I mean, it's not everything that the government tells you that is good for you. You know, <laughs> we've seen in the past, it's no good. So I just go leave it there. That's a great discussion. And we might have to bring you back on along with other epidemiologists and, and public health scientists. But I always tell people at the end of the day is do what's best for you. You know what I'm saying? But people Absolutely. should not put Absolutely. limits and mm-hmm. stigma and, and, and oppress people because they have a different opinion, a different religion, a, you know, a different, you know, socioeconomic satellite. Yeah, but, 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 but the point is, if people are not taking the vaccine in America, people need the vaccine in Africa. Send the vaccines to Africa. They are just sending them in trenches. There are people that need it in Asia, in Oceania, some part of... Uh, uh, the North Pole, send the vaccine there. If people don't want it in, in North America, people need it in South America, Peru, Ecuador, Paraguay, Uruguay, El Salvador, right. you know, Belize. I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> some parts of Colombia, Brazil, 
extremely highly densely populated India. Yes, you know? but I go back to what I say is that you should not rely on another country world like India. All these countries that you that you're stating, in, they have pharmacists, they have chemists, they have physicians that are very well read, and they can and they can actually create their own medicines and, and treatments um, for for what we can, and especially just africa and africa diaspora have brilliant you know what I'm saying? public health scientists yeah, but capacity now we're looking at logistics you know america yeah, but we have CDC nigeria i mean they have we have things set up we have the ministry of health we have pharmaceutical companies the private sector that they can actually do it now it goes back to what you said before like you know having a good leader um that can actually implement these things because the thing is you know when they say oh yeah you know we're all global citizens so of course if we're if they have shortage of medicine let's say panadol you know in all these places and america has a lot or canada then they should be able to share yes but at the end of the day they put their citizens first that's their nation which is understandable so i can't doubt the west for saying oh why why you didn't share with africa why you didn't share with no we have the resources you started off by saying that we are blessed. God, Oluwa has, Baba God has blessed us. Absolutely. With, natural, with human resources, with so many resources. The problem is mismanagement of those resources, which leads me to my next question that says, what are some of the Wahala challenges you have faced during your professional journey? And please provide some tips on how people can get back on track, you know, with restoring peace in their homes and their finances you know in the midst of this pandemic a lot of wahala deo do you understand so i know can, i know i know so how can what are the tips that you can give people to get back on track okay well the the, the truth of the matter is that people have to we have to evolve the pandemic has changed a lot of things a lot of things have gone online you know a lot of things are done online now so from academics to business, business marketing. There are a lot of people working from home now, making a lot of money. I'm telling you, people are, they are, they are doing very, very unbelievable things, you know? So that's how I always tell people, once you see what is possible, you can't unsee it. You have to be innovative. You have yes. to be effective, you know? Yes. I mean, first thing first, I mean, if, if you're unemployed, for example, you're trying to get back to work, even those that have been working from home now, they are reluctant to get back to on-site jobs, you know? Yes. Used to it, yeah. So I know a couple of people that that, that went in that doing cybersecurity training, you know, already. They are already doing that because, you know, IT, that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. You can work from home. A lot of people are training in digital marketing. There are a lot of courses. People are... I, I know two people that bring in fabrics from Africa and sell online. You understand? branded but you you it's also good to to speak you know but learn to sell your skill you have to ask yourself what what skills do i have right what skill do i have everybody has something to to sell everybody has something you might not know initially but push has come to shove now and you know so you you really you know it is not a sin to fail it's it's just uh it's a sin not to you know set back up you know you, yes. you know, i mean I've, I've crashed so many times you know but for me i just uh i think i take a lot of big swings that's what i do 
you know when you take you can take 10 big swings and miss but you know when you hit one it's a home run you know so yeah so i'm a home run kind of person you know so but people have to you have to be introspective you have to plan there has to be a lot of discipline health wise you need to take a deep breath you know even for your life stretch and meditate try to eat healthy well-balanced meal exercise regularly a lot of people don't exercise you need to get plenty of sleep avoid alcohol tobacco and substance use you know so uh i mean i will tell people i mean i'm a christian i'm a man of faith you need to pray you need to fast let right. god talk to you yeah that's a secret sauce that's a secret sauce <laughs> yeah that's secret. Like god has to talk to you if you if the holy spirit tells you something and you know it so what i do personally i spend an hour with god every day you know i just spend an hour with god i hear things and i get direction so i will be unfair if i don't mention that and it really really works for me so seek ye first the kingdom of god that's matthew 6 33 uh, everything uh, else go be uh, in alignment uh, absolutely and totally it's 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 i'm a man of faith and i tell you that's why i take big swings i'm i'm on the verge of taking three very big swings right now and it's looking to me that i i i want three home runs you know so i mean so people should just take that leap of faith and and nobody nobody alive today that is successful just sat there you have to take you need you meet you need to be bold also People are like, someone died. Sometimes people need to be died to be great. If you are the type that is seeking greatness, you know, if you look right. like Bogadro, Galileo. And the, the seed has to die to grow. You, you, did you understand? The seed has to die for it to grow. So right. it, uh, for for those of us that of African descent, we, 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 should, we should learn to leave our comfort zone, not to mm. depend on parents, mm. government, partners. That's a good one. That. Yeah we should take very big bold leaps i mean you know so i mean one of the things i've learned in this part of the world is that if you set your mind to it you can get it i mean you just need to be persistent and if you if you have discipline and you're persistent and there's very high semblance of continuity you hear it it's, it's just a matter of time you know i mean, if you look at all the bill gates of this world all these guys at apple microsoft you know they all had it wrong it was not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at when Netflix started. Everything was like a joke. Look at how they killed Nokia phone. Today, everybody is streaming, you know. Before, if it's no TV, you can't get anything done. Look at us now. We, we're on a podcast and millions of people are going to hell. So the, the world has changed. So you have to evolve. Right, if, right. If, yeah, if you have the gift like you to speak, you should, you should learn to speak. People should also go into mentorship and coaching. You then if you have some money with you, it doesn't have to be a lot of money, you know, invest in other people's businesses. You know, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2,000, 3,000, partner with people, invest, you know. It doesn't have to be an humongous or extraordinary figure to get by, you understand? So yep. that's my advice. But like I said, health-wise, you know, take a lot of deep breaths, stretch and meditate, it helps. Try to eat healthy, well-balanced meal, you know, a lot of protein, manage your carbs, exercise regularly, very important for your cardio, you know, get plenty of sleep, at least eight hours. I don't get eight hours of sleep, you know, but I know it's important. I try to, you know, avoid alcohol, excessive alcohol, but I don't drink alcohol, but I mean, I know people can't do without it, but avoid excessive alcohol, tobacco, and substances. When I say substance, you understand what I mean. So continue with routine, preventive uh, measures, 
such as vaccinations. <laughs> you started. You started with yourself. Vaccination. So there's a lot of people. I mean, you need to still get vaccinated from you know routine vaccinations that have been around and that are safe: polio, measles, mumps, rubella, and so forth. So, um, so vaccinations are good. It just you know just make your own um, informed decisions on if you want to take and if you don't want to take. It's up to you. Well, but that leads to my next question. So you dropped a lot of gems. Um, I like how you said get a mentor. You talked about nutrition, health, you know, your mental, your physical, your spiritual. Because, you know, in our African culture, a lot of people, they suffer in that. They're smiling. You understand? Like fella mm-hmm. said it well, you know, so we they suffer and smile. And we have a lot of societal pressure, family pressure, cultural pressures, you know. Um, and how can we really... Like you talk about transforming your mind, your body, you know, taking breaks and, you know, exercising. But what, you know, one of the things that you said about igniting your greatness is that you spend one hour a day seeking God. Do you understand? That is like, you know, yeah, I do. that that is not something to 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 talk talk about lightly and, you know, to achieve your dreams. Um, despite the Wahala fears that are out there, how do you keep your faith strong? You know, because faith has a lot to do with keeping peace during a Wahala storm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. In the midst of Wahala, yes, you know, your bank account can be good. You can be in good health. That don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? If there's a storm that comes, you can up, your bank account can up protect you. You know what I'm saying? Your Mm -hmm. money can give you good health. You know what I'm saying? Good health cannot give you money, you know, but who can give you all things is when you seek God. So can you talk more about how, you know, um, your faith has has brought you peace in the midst of this pandemic, you know, and how it can help others that are suffering and smiling? Well, uh, I've never toyed with my salvation. That's number one. Um, I mean, as a Christian, we know we all die. We know we are in the end time. The Bible is replete with it. When the end time nations shall rise against nations, false prophets shall arise. Every insignia of end times is what is happening now, including the COVID nineteen mm-hmm. pandemic. So now, but having said that, I mean, I know I'm not in as much as I want to be comfortable, in as much as I want to amass wealth, acquire this, do that, ambition, and what have you. I do know that I will die someday. I've never been scared of death. I remember first time I was on a very big ship we were sailing and we had a very terrible storm, you know, and I, I, that was my first time. So the captain came to check me. I was so calm. He was shocked that, man, <laughs> how can you be so calm? Right. You know, this was, this was, I mean, this was a, what you call a VLCC, very large crude carrier. You know, it was heavy, but I was so calm. I like, you know, you know, so just like I've been in planes where I had extreme turbulence, I mean, extreme turbulence, the uh, the overhead luggage compartment opened, people fell, the air stairs was bleeding. So I didn't panic. I know that my, my thought is like, we all die anyway, you know? So it's something that will kill us, you know? Malaria has killed people, headache has killed people, people die in cancer every day. But what, where I derive my own comfort and confidence is that yeah. I will die when God says I will die, when it's my time. When is yeah. your time? when it's my time so if it's uh, and i mean i didn't die during that uh terrible storm 
uh, somewhere in north of Africa. I didn't die in that in that plane that almost crashed, you know. So I'm still alive, and I've I've actually slipped on the floor and had bumped my head on the floor and almost died. I mean, I was closer to dying than those two examples I gave. So right. time is time. What is key for me, like I said, is my salvation. But I'll not stop taking risk. I'm not gonna. I, I will always take a lot of risk business risks, financial risk. I, I, I'm studying all the time. I, I'm, I'm doing like two, three courses right now. I'm, I'm sure I won't finish the third one, but two, I'm very sure I will. So, <laughs> it, it, yeah, because I'm already losing interest in that one. That's right. So, when I say that, as, as a man, I mean, I teach kids in my church. I teach it's nine to 10, 11 to 12. So, I see myself as a role model, a mentor. So, I must, I have three fantastic boys, you know, so they look up to me. So, I also, nice. the world has, a serious shortage of role models. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm placing myself in a position whereby I can be a model, you understand? I, I, I try and tell people that as horrible, as corrupt as Nigeria is, there are still people in Nigeria that are not corrupt and they make money. People say it's not possible. I say, look, it depends on what part. If you are not, if you don't need government, you'll be okay. Right, you right, you know? right. I've seen girls in universities, you know, that people say every girl in this school, they do this, they do runs, they actually, oh, it's not true. I've seen one or two that went through the school and nothing happened. We even found it. So it, it, the percentage might be negligible. I think that's the word, but there are people, you know, there are people that get by. I mean, one of the things that making the world look very clumsy and disorganized is that even the real men of faith, they're not living it, what they preach, you know, they're hey. not working. Yeah. Yes. They, they're still, Thing. They are collecting, you know, money from here. That's why today you have 1.2 billion Catholics. You know, the Catholics, despite the bad press, bad uh, issues they've had in the last 10 years about what priests do, do to kids, but they've been consistent. And I'll give you a good example. Look at the late Pope Carol Wojtyla. That's John, uh, Pope John Paul II. He's from Poland. He invested a lot of Catholic money. To, to, to get Poland out of communism into democracy. That's how Lech Walesha became president. Go to the whole of South America, Ecuador, uh, Paraguay, Uruguay, Brazil, Colombia, uh, from uh, uh, Tegucigalpa, Honduras, Belize, all the way to Nicaragua, Dominican Republic. All those, most of those countries were liberated by Catholics. You know, so that's why you see that it's like you going to a Catholic priest and give a confession. You can be. I mean, that's why the Pope can be. You know, he they invite him to UN meetings. He has a seat. You understand? So, yeah. So we need we need men of uh, honor, which we don't really we don't have a lot of it, especially in the third world. We don't have a lot of that. But that's so, that that is something. <laughs> excuse me. That that that, that yeah. you should talk more about about the body of Christ because um, a lot of people have been abused and misused by the body of Christ and I think now it's so good because now people can fellowship online you can you know fellowship with a church in Israel you know in Tel Aviv in Ghana um, and you can your eyes can be open to see a lot of you know things but more importantly I tell people you have to read the word of God yourself. You need to fellowship and let the Holy Spirit and let God talk to you, like you said. Absolutely. Like COVID, that's yeah. one of the advantages of COVID. You know, COVID, the COVID pandemic. You know, not every church has online. There's any church that doesn't yeah. have an online service right now is not a serious church. You understand? But the point is that the man at the pulpit saying all these things must be able to exemplify what he's saying. 
You know, that is why, like, I gave that Catholic example that they, they, there's still a lot of honor there, but not everywhere do you get those kind of honor. I'll tell you what a friend of mine told me, one of my business partners said, have I ever seen a Christian oil producing country that is treating its, uh, uh, its population very well? I was dumbfounded. I never thought of wow. that. You understand? I, I, I was born a Muslim, actually, but I'm a Christian. You know, I grew up and my I grew up with a maternal grandma who was Anglican, so that changed me. You know, but my friend said, "Have I seen? Show me one Christian country that's all producing." You know, and I, and I said, "But Nigeria is Muslim and Christian." He said, "Even even where you have their governors as Christians, you know, he, he mentioned three Christian oil producing nation. And it's right. Look at Gabon. Look at Congo. Look yeah, at uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, South Tome and Prince South Mismanaged. But if you go to Bahrain, Oman, Kuwait, the, the people are, they have, uh, you know, Brunei. They have. Uh, <laughs> even Dubai. Yeah. Even Dubai. United Arab Emirates. But you know, Emirates, that, goes, that goes to Emirates, my point. Saudi Arabia, Iran, yeah. I mean, those are even big countries. That's like purposely called the smaller ones. But, so, but, that, but, but that's why I think you're so hot because you just said, I love your background that you grew up Muslim, you later, you know, you later became Christian. And, I, and people that have that transition are actually hotter than, you know, somebody that grew up Christian. What I mean by that is that even, I think the most disciplined religion is actually Muslim. They pray five times a day. They're very- Absolutely. They're, they're extremely mm. disciplined. I can be on the phone. I used to date one and he'd be like, boo, I got to call you back. I got to go to prayers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he, he don't play. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's a lot, a lot of, and that gave yeah. me a lot of honor when he's fasting, I don't see him. So he can't, so, so he can't fall into temptation to do anything, you know, things like that. So my whole thing is, you know, for I think a lot of people put these pastors and religious leaders like they put them on a pedestal as their God. They're not God. Which, yeah, that's a problem. I don't do that because I know that. I mean, I if I need help, like I tell you, I spend an hour with God every day. But a lot of people, they go and meet these guys. They give them money. I mean, God is not an oracle. You don't have to pay anybody to help but you. But you know, growing up in Nigeria, you remember when we were growing up, at least, you know, I remember where we'll do like, you know, morning devotion. Do you understand? We'll do prayers before we eat at the table. I still, you know, do those. I carry those traditional stuff too with my daughter. And then, you know, you pray in the evening. So we have to ignite our family altars. I think a lot of people, what has opened up the whole world these past two years because of this pandemic is like, look, you can't just rely. Yes, there's, it is good. There's some good in fellowship and, and going to church, but you cannot ignore the fact of igniting your family altar and your personal, like what you said, right. your that's personal right. relationship. Yeah, that's why a man is very important in every home. The man is the chief priest, is the arrowhead. That's why that role is important. But More that men are lacking in a lot of homes. So that also causes a lot of, you know, <laughs> insecurity and not peace in a lot of homes because there's a lot of men that are not present, single-headed homes. So, so what do you say yeah. about that? <laughs> well, well, yeah, we we have to keep praying about that. The the kids that lack fathers, we mentor them. You know, yes. I do a lot of that. I I I mean, if I can help it, I do it. You know, I like I told you, I teach kids. I I coach soccer in my free time. I have a soccer camp. I I supervise once a year. So nice. 
play soccer too. So my own contribution in that regard is I I play that fatherly role when I have the opportunity. I don't shy away from it. You know, sometimes, I mean, people have come to the help of my kids while I'm not there. You know, the Africans, the African style is, is that the community raised the child. It not, takes a village. Yeah, yes. it takes a village. So so you, you, you never know, you know. I mean, I got a kid in college now. I don't know what he's up to, but I think he's a good boy. But I mean, but I have to. It's what I've imbibed in him from young age. You know, the culture, the tradition, pray, honesty, obedience. Mm-hmm. I have to look guy anything just call me and tell me okay you still think i'm an african fighter but i tell you i can absorb anything just call me tell me you know just tell me you know communicate with me if you see a girl you think you like her i'm not a bad person call me i know yeah you you know when i was your age i know what was going through my mind so i'm not going to live in denial that kind of thing so i also think that some of us we're not we don't want to talk about the core issues sex and all those things you know, so like my podcast, I had to bring in my friend, Pastor Mesa. He wrote a book about pastors not having very good sex life. So we use that opportunity. Yes, I, to I listened to that podcast. That is hot. <laughs> so I don't, I don't shy, I don't shy away from, from, from the truth. You know, if we need to talk about it. We right. must talk about it. You know, so that helps, you know, honesty helps, you know, when you hit the jugular, you take it from there, you know. So, I agree. I agree. So that leads me with my last question that do you have any last words or quotes you know that you live by that um can help people ignite peace during this wahala season okay so there's one there's something that, that i've always lived with it's it's a swiley uh the swiley saying you know it says victory or defeat is in the hands of the gods so let's mm. celebrate struggle mm. i'll say it again Victory or defeat is in the hands of the gods. Let's celebrate the struggle. The gods, that small G, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, Swahili people in South Africa, you know, yeah. is their war song those days when they want to go and fight, you know, they know <laughs> they can die, they know they can win. So they say it's in their language victory or defeat is in the hands of the gods. Right. So let's celebrate the struggle. So if we apply it to modern times and what's of since now, it means look, you win some, you lose some. Man, right. not die, man, nothing. You know, and look mm-hmm. how continue. The struggle continue, you know, keep swinging, keep swinging. You get it one day. Don't right. let anything debar you, discourage you. Everybody's got problem. Everybody has issues they're grappling with. Everybody's got something disturbing them. Mm, but that's a good one. Sometimes when things go south, it's actually a sign that things want to get very, very fantastic. You understand? So I will leave it there. Victory or defeat is in the hands of the gods. So learn to celebrate your struggle because that process yeah. of struggle. Is that is a process of trying, it's a process yes. of making an effort. Yeah. Yes. That your life, your feet, heal to make that process to just be involved in that is more than enough to celebrate. Ooh. So. Your process, you know, on the on the pathway to peace. So don't don't you know ignore the pain because everybody goes through a painful process, you know. No but pain, no gain. No, no pain. pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. So that leaves me with my African proverb of the week. And this one's from Nigeria. So you said the one from Swat, you know, the Swahili tribe, but it's me, I go represent for the giants of Africa. It says peace and injustice are like night and day. They cannot stay together. Once again, peace and injustice are like day and night. They cannot stay together. So wow, I like 
that you know basically you know in this world there's a lot of injustice and we should, we should always you know try to seek peace in every situation you know peace as an individual peace in our families in our communities and whatever nation that we are from that we are serving because god has created each and every one of us for such a time as this to really use our time our talent our treasures our unique gifts to be able to serve and bring peace, you know, within the catchment area of influence. Like you all are influencers within your own communities, your own families. So once again, the quote says, peace and injustice are like day and night. They cannot stay together. So it's up to you. So I want to um, thank you. Thank you once again. And Janae Logan for being on the Wellness and Wahala podcast. And you just have a lot of great gems. And I'm sure people want to reach you after this. So can you tell us how people can keep in touch? Share your social media handles, your name of your podcast. Again, it's um, Atlanta Discuss. But tell us how people can reach you on IG, on Twitter. Let us know. Over to you, Sal. Yeah, at Twitter, I'm babadapo1. That's B-A-B-A-D-A-P-O-1. That's on Twitter. Facebook, I'm Adiolu Balogun the second. That's uh, Roman figure two, Adiolu Balogun two. Um, Instagram, uh, IG, I'm Adiolu Balogun. That's my name. That's, uh, then my, my podcast is Atlanta Discourse with Ade Balogun. It's on Spotify, it's on Anchor, and... Uh, I think about four other uh, uh, podcasts. Yeah, okay. so yeah, but I mean, pretty much. I, I mean, if you get me on Facebook, IG, it's you get me very easy. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm there in public. <laughs> yes, very easy to 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 get into. Slide in his DM, say, hey, I want to holler at you, you know. So, <laughs> but thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the Wellness of Wahala podcast talking about igniting peace in the midst of this Wahala pandemic. Um, we are straight honored to have you always. And I hope you come back more, you know, so we can dig deeper into other topics. But thank you and have a blessed week. Be you too. The Wahala. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You too. Have a blessed week. Bye. Bless up. Bye. <laughs>